0: Well, um, you know, Alex was asking before, how long have you been in this church? And I just thought, I'll just tell you today, I've been in C3 for 32 years. 32 years. Does anyone, can anyone beat that? 32 years. And I just wanna share with you that Pat and I, um, we had a social evening the other night with Pastor Phil and Chris. And can I just say, they are looking refreshed. They are as brown as anything. (laughs) And they've just got this refreshment look on them. And I am looking forward to, with great anticipation, to hear what Pastor Phil has gone on his heart for our church across Sydney. And so just as Alex has encouraged you, I'd really encourage you to come next Sunday because you're gonna hear all that um, has been brewing. You know, Pastor Phil's had a couple of months to brew Um, on the vision and a message for next week. You know, we have been doing this series called Every Day. And I just want to highlight here that every day can be written in two ways. It can be every day, which means that every single day is significant. Who knows that? That today, Sunday is significant. Tomorrow, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, we have different individual days that we can really take hold of and that are significant. But we also have everyday patterns, everyday ordinary things that we do. And I think with this series, we're really wanting to highlight that every single day is significant for you and I, that every single day that we remain in Jesus, that we grow in Him. But it's the everyday patterns that we do of reading the Word, of praying, of coming to church that actually cause us to grow. And we've been really diving into um, some words that Jesus said about remaining in me, in the vine, remain in me and what will be the result of remaining in Jesus if we do that every day with everyday patterns is that we will have a life that is fruitful and that is God's desire for us that we have a fruitful and purposeful life. And today we're going to be looking at everyday money, money. You know what? This is why I was looking for my envelope because it's got a stash of cash in it. And I thought, oh, my envelope's gone. I decided to get some money out. I've got $500 here. How many of you often go to the ATM now and actually get cash out? I, I, a few of you. (laughs) Do you know what? We had two people in the whole congregation. Money, we don't actually touch it much these days, do we? Because I've got my other bit of money here, this. Most of us tap Tap, tap, And we don't always sometimes think about what we're doing because we're doing the tap, tap, tap. And that's why I thought, you know, what's good to actually have some cash in my hand because this is what we're talking about, money. It does have, it's quite pretty our money. I actually like our Australian money, but it, it seems to have a lot more emotion attached to it when you actually have it in your hot little hands. So everyday money got $500 here. We have to deal with our money. We have to make it. Who goes to work? Okay, you go to work. Primarily, well, one of the main reasons is to make this stuff. We have to manage it. Then we spend it. We buy our groceries. We pay our rent. We hopefully are saving. And we're also hopefully giving some away, like Alex said, that we're generous. We make choices and decisions every day about what we do with this. We live out of our values that are in us and our beliefs and those values and beliefs actually dictate or direct the choices and decisions we make. This also, we have attitudes to this. We have emotions around this. You know, some of those might be, talks about the love of money is the root of all evil. But our prime focus needs to be the love of God. Sorry, I forgot to say farewell. It's all good. Thank you. Sometimes I forget to do that. Thanks so much, worship team. We love you. We can have fear or we can have faith. We can have guilt or joy. We can have an insatiable drive to get more or we can have contentment. We can be lazy or we can be diligent with what we do with this. And so as I speak today, I really would like you to apply what I shared today, just in these next 20 minutes or so, some way in your life. I believe in the applied Word of God. You know, the Bible says this. Let me just get out my little Scripture here. Bible in John says this. If you hold to my teaching, then you will know the truth And the truth will set you free. I'd like to ask who needs freedom in their finances today? Not freedom just to be frivolous, but freedom from worry. My sense is, as I was preparing this, that there might be some people here who have strongholds around their money. Strongholds of my identity is in my money, my trust is in my money. That needs to be broken. You might have a stronghold of control (laughs) and not being generous. You might have a stronghold of not being able to be content with what's in your hand. You might have a stronghold of worry where it's like, (laughs) I haven't got enough, I haven't got enough. How am I going to pay the bills? And all these Strongholds or even addictions can have a drive just to need to buy things, buy things, buy things. God can set you free from those. He wants to bring freedom. But he also wants to bring patterns of wise living into our life. So as I speak today on numerous different areas of everyday money, I fully believe that the Holy Spirit might just put his finger on your life in one area. You know, I just believe next step in one area. So grab, if I talk on 10 things and one thing really grabs you, grab that one thing and say, okay, Lord, I'm going to apply that. And when I apply the truth, the truth will set me free. Are you with me today, church? Come on. We're going to speak today out of this scripture, Psalm 1, 1 to 3. I love this. We're starting at the very beginning of the Psalms. Blessed is the one. Who wants to be blessed? Oh, come on. There's about 15 of us in this congregation who wants to be blessed. Blessing is actually a spiritual and biblical theological word. Who wants to be blessed? I wanna be blessed. We're actually under a covenant of blessing. Blessed to be a blessing. Blessed is the one. This is how we get blessed. Who does not walk in step with the wicked or stand in the way that sinners take or sit in the company of mockers. But whose delight is in the law of the Lord and who meditates on His His law day and night. So let me just pause there for a moment we don't get blessed by following unrighteous people or sinful people. We don't get blessed by following foolish people, but we do get blessed when we follow what's in the Word of God. Blessing will come when we take the Word of God and we put it in our life. Now what follows the next verse is our key verse, and I want you to really catch this. I think in pictures, and I love this verse because it gives us a picture of how God sees us if We rely on Him if we trust in His Word. Here it is. That person is like a tree planted by streams of water, which yields its fruit in season and whose leaf does not wither. Whatever they do prospers. Whatever they do prospers. I wanna read it over you again because I really, really, really want you to catch this picture. This is a picture for you as a believer, how Christ sees you. But I also believe that it can be a picture of your financial world. You can be like a tree or us by streams of water which yields its fruit in season and whose leaf does not wither. Whatever you do prospers. You know, we talk about having a money tree in our back garden. Wouldn't it be nice to have a money tree that you can just go and pick off a little bit of money? Yep. Yep. Well, that's not going to happen. <laughs> but I am going to talk about the money tree today. And we've got a picture of a tree and I want you to get this image in your life, that this is you, but it can also be your financial world. And I'm gonna highlight three words today. And this is that we are planted, Mm -hmm. that we grow, and that we are fruitful. Why don't we say these together? Planted. Planted. When we're planted, it's all about the roots. The roots. Then we grow grow and if they're healthy it results in fruit Fruit. Fruit. planted growth fruitfulness now as I was writing my message I thought do I start with the roots or do I start with the fruit Mm. and I thought you know what today I'm going to start with the fruit because the fruit talks about the outcome it talks about the vision we can have for our finances. Mm. And I love that God has a vision for our finances. Mm. I want to ask you today do you have a vision for your finances? Right. Because God doesn't want us living every day just doing our money. Right. He actually wants us to have a vision for yes. the future yes. and then that every day will count towards that future. So good. Have you got a vision? Pat and I, we sit down and we talk about our finances. We have a vision, we discuss it, we we plan. When you have a vision, you plan, you you work towards something. I do believe that your vision can't just be all about what you wanna have. It has to be grounded in the Word of God. And I want to just share two words that I that I have as a vision for my financial world. And these two words are biblical and they are the words prosperity and they are the word generosity. That is my vision, that is what I would call my fruit for my financial world and for your financial world. So let me talk about the word prosperity. I'll go back to Psalm 1, whatever you do prospers. You know, sometimes the Christian church has done not a good job of talking about prosperity. Sometimes the media has slammed the church for talking on prosperity. But I want to unashamedly and boldly declare today that God wants us to prosper. And if you don't catch that or know that or repel that, then I would encourage you to go back to the Bible and see if God's, what He says about it. Because the Bible actually has the word prosper in it quite a lot. Let me tell you what the word prosper means. Right from the start, it's in that Psalm. Prosper means to advance, to make progress, to succeed, to be profitable and to make prosperous. I did not get that from the normal dictionary. I got that from the Bible dictionary. So that is what the word prosper means. It it is not just that we will prosper in soul and health, but it is saying that we will be profitable. God wants us to be blessed financially in our world. Other words the Bible says are wealth, riches, abundance, Blessing is all. It, it, blessing, once again, is a, is a general word that also has a financial um, element to it. And the word increase are commonly used to describe what God desires for our life. Today, I just felt to. Um, speak over you some scriptures. Because I know in my own life, and I'm probably going back two decades here, God had to show me, He had to bring a revelation into my life that He wanted me to prosper. The revelation wasn't there. And then because I dived into the Bible, it became in there. John 10.10 says this, the thief comes only to steal kill and destroy, but Jesus came that you might have life and have it abundantly. Yeah. Abundantly is not just a little bit of something. It's an abundance. Yeah. Psalm 128, one to two says this, Blessed are all who fear the Lord, who walk in all His ways. You will eat the fruit of your labour. Blessings and prosperity will be yours Psalm 115 may the Lord give you increase you and your children I like this this is a legacy and a heritage for our families may you be blessed by the Lord who made heaven and earth whoops there goes my money but it's not my money it's God's money there we go I'll just leave that one for later 2 Corinthians it's always good to get at some Old Testament and New Testament scriptures 2 Corinthians 8 9. For you know the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, that though he was rich, yet for your sakes he became poor, so that you through his poverty might become rich. That verse is sitting right in the middle of a whole chapter on money. He died not just to take our sin, our sickness, our sorrow, but he also died for our poverty. He does not want us poor. Two decades ago, when God put this revelation in me, he showed me that we, we can live in three different, I call it lands, financial lands. We can live in the land of poverty, which is the land where we don't have enough, where we live um, just, we're paying our rent, we're paying for, and we just don't make it. We're in want all the time. That's the land of poverty where what we're making does not make ends meet and we have deep needs. The land of provision is the land where your needs are all met because God supernaturally provides for you. Just give a hands up here. Who's ever had a financial need? You've called out to God and God has provided for you. I have certainly had numerous ones of those. God is your provider. He wants to provide every need. But this was the revelation that I got that most Christians live in this land of provision, that they have enough, but really it's just enough for their own needs. And when they have a need that they can't meet, they cry out to God and God is faithful and He will provide. But that is actually not the land God wants us to live in. He wants us to go to the promised land, which is the land of prosperity. This land of, the promised land is the land where whatever you make, it says that God gives you the power and the ability to increase your wealth. It's the land where God can prosper you. It's the land, the promised land was a land of fruitfulness. And that two decades ago for me was a revelation. And I had to shift and I can assure you there's been times where, where I've lived in poverty. I also lived in the Philippines for two years where I saw poverty very face to face. I would say much of my Christian life I lived in the land of provision. But God said, no, come on girl. That's not where I want you to stay. I want you to come into this land because when you have enough for yourself, then you get to share it. And this is where generosity comes in. We're blessed to be a blessing. Let me speak some generosity scriptures over us. Blessed is Psalm 112. Blessed is the man who fears the Lord, who finds great delight in His commands. Wealth and riches are in His house and His righteousness endures forever. He has scattered abroad His gifts to the poor. His righteousness endures forever. Proverbs 22.9, the generous will themselves be blessed for they share their food with the poor. And God, 2 Corinthians nine 9.8, this is actually my vision scripture for my finances. This is my scripture. And God is able to bless you abundantly so that in all things, at all times, having all that you need, you will abound in every good work. Yeah. How awesome is that? We can abound in every good work. You know, I'm not sure if you've got some memories of giving. I find giving one of the most satisfying, purposeful things. I love to give to the church. I love, I do that through my tithe, but I also do offerings. But I also really love to give to people, individuals. We were away in um, in Adelaide, in Western Australia for a holiday. And I was in a shop. The lady told me, oh, it's my birthday today. I went, oh, that's awesome. And I felt the Holy Spirit say, give her $10 to go and buy something for a birthday, just a coffee or something. And I didn't have a huge, but I had $10. So I gave her $10. And she said, oh, that's a little birthday gift. Just go and buy yourself a juice or something. And she was so touched. It's $10. But it was just like, oh, I obeyed I the Holy Spirit. Awesome. Doesn't have to be big. Awesome. Why don't we practice yeah. being generous in our everyday yeah. life? Big money, little money. Another time, a little memory I've got is um, we were going to buy a new car. So we sold my car. I think we had $6,000 for it. We had it in cash. Who likes that? We had 6000 in cash. And the Holy Spirit said, give it away. The, the family up the road don't have a car. And they're just about to have twins. I go, that's my car. So we took the money and said, go and buy yourself a car. I didn't have a car for quite a while. Then I, We only had enough money to buy a $2,000 car and I lived in that for three years. But that's yeah. being obedient and sowing generously. The second point, first one was every day fruitful. Second point is this, every day planted. Every day planted. Let's have a look at that picture again of the tree. Planted is about your roots. It's your roots. Your roots are really important. Your roots are your values. They're your beliefs. They're your attitudes. They're the things that, you know, the, you might go through a tough financial time, but your roots stay firm. Your roots are planted. Your roots can get you through a time where you've lost money, a time where you make money. But your roots are important. Let me just share, often you have multiple roots. I'm going to share just three quick roots that I have. Number 1, my first root is I recognize all I have is God's. All I have. This money is not mine. This is a really essential one to grasp. The money you have, everything the Bible says everything belongs to God, the sheep on the hills, the gold in the ground, the money in your bank, it's actually God's. I remember once our car broke down and we didn't have the money. We were back more in this land. It was tight. And I got anxious. Where are we gonna get $800 to fix the car? Pat, my husband, just said, it's all hun. Right, it's God's car, it's his money, he'll find it just immediately i just got this peace okay i need to shift my perspective sometimes that's root number 1 all i have is god's now with what god gives me he asks me to do something with this and he asks me to tithe a tithe is 10% so i've got $500 here i take my 10% and this is called the tithe I have been tithing faithfully since I was 18. I have never missed a week. It is a root. It is a vow. It is an act of consecration that I tithe because I honour God with my money and that I don't put my trust, my heart, my love in this. I put it in my God and therefore I act. And I put this in It is actually called in the Old Testament, the holy portion, the sacred portion. And I consider this my sacred portion that I set aside for God. And I do that actually just, we've got an online direct debit, don't even have to think about it, because it's a root, so it's become an everyday pattern that I do. Second root I have is that I love and trust God, not money. You know, many people can find their put their affection in money, their security, their identity, but as for me, I will find that in God. Route number three is I've learnt to be content. You know, I think in our society we have this I call it the insatiable hole of more. I want more, I want bigger, I want this, I want that. Okay, I've just bought that, but no, 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 that's not satisfying enough. I want another thing and another thing. When I lived in the Philippines and we didn't have a huge amount, I remember I'd been there for six weeks. I had a baby, a nine-month-old baby. We didn't have a car, didn't have a washing machine. I was hand-washing nappies, not pleasant, etc., without a washing machine. I remember going up on, up the hill under a tree and the Lord sent me to Philippians 4 that says, I have learnt the secret of being content in any and every situation. Yeah. It was a great lesson to learn. The secret of being content with no matter what I've got, whatever situation. Our roots are important. The, just wanna finish on the third point is everyday growth. Everyday growth. You know, the Bible actually says we need to have healthy expectations of our money. It says here in Proverbs 13, dishonest money dwindles away, but whoever gathers money little by little makes it grow. I love this, little by little. Who would love big sums falling from heaven into your bank account? I think if we're honest, we all would. But we need to have the expectation, right. little by little. Good. That's how our our wealth, our yeah. finances grows, yeah. little by little. And patternized life are a testament to the little by little. Mm. I want to use the analogy of the gardener. If you if you garden your plants, we also need to garden our finances. We need to work on our garden. Lazy hands make for poverty, but diligent hands bring wealth. You can't be lazy with your money. You can't just think, you can't just spend it every day but not think about it. You gotta plan, you gotta actually attend to it. You have to, you know, go and cut it, you have to water it, you have to, you have to tend to your finances. My husband is particularly good at this. He has graphs of all of our our, our mortgages and how we're paying off our debt and we look at that every now and then. He has, we have budgets. So this is getting practical now. Lazy hands. Who's seen an untended garden where there's weeds? Well, your finances can look like that. You have to get practical. You have to get purposeful. You have to get your budgets out and do things like that. You have to prune your garden. I think that's all about debt. Got to chop the debt off. Now, there's healthy debt and there's unhealthy debt, but you have to be on top of your debt. You have to um, pay off your credit card every month. Simple thing we did, Pat and I, we negotiated uh, a different home loan two years ago. Saved $6,000 in one year just because we we got cheaper loan. Who wants to save $6,000? Ring up your gas company. Okay, what's the best deal you can do for me? (laughs) Like find good ways of pruning, cutting. And I'm gonna finish on this one. You gotta fertilise your garden. God wants our finances to grow. I personally love, I'm not sure if you know this woman, Proverbs 31 woman. She makes money and multiplies money. With her job, She uh, made money and then she went and bought a field. I love, I I actually really love real estate. (laughs) I like finding houses. And I'm gonna finish on a story. About, actually it was probably about 18 years ago. Pat and I had an investment opportunity that came to us and we did not do our due diligence. It was with other Christians. So we had this probably... A naive trust in other people right. we borrowed money to invest a lot of money for us back then, 18 years ago it was a lot of money right. we lost every bit of that money right. every bit of it stupid can I just say, we were stupid <laughs> I could say that but we learnt from that yeah. maybe we got greedy we wanted our money to grow because you know it was a lot of oh, you're going to make this interest be wise and i found even though we lost money god has redeemed us and i just feel like someone here needs to know that today god can redeem your financial situation if you humbly bring it before god we we ch- we said lord we have to get back into the investment we got scared because we'd lost money. But we looked at our future, our retirement, and went, if we don't do something now, this was five years ago, if we don't do something now, we're gonna not, not going to retire well. And so we stepped out again. We put faith. And uh, since then, we've been able to buy a couple of other investment properties, and we now have five incomes Now, I'm only saying that five real estate income, I'm only saying this to just tell you that it took another step of faith. It It took courage. And it was relying on God who can redeem. Why don't we just bow our heads for a moment?